0: Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. I'm Dr. Sweet, and today I'll be speaking to you about diversity and inclusion, or d and and i is a very popular term right now as the world has shifted its focus to diversity and inclusion. According to recent research, it's becoming increasingly clear that companies with more diverse workforces, perform better at the bottom line. That's correct, financially. You know, intuitively we have a sense that diversity matters. Everybody kind of knows that. But it's also now increasingly clear that it makes sense from a purely economic point of view. According to research done by the McKinsey, the famous and celebrated McKinsey firm, their research found that companies in the top quartile for gender or race and ethnic diversity were more likely to have financial returns, get this, above their national industry medians companies in the bottom percentage or the bottom quartile in these dimensions and the dimensions are again gender racial and ethnic diversity companies in the bottom quartile in these dimensions are statistically less likely to achieve above average returns financially so it turns out that diversity according to economic science and research is probably a competitive differentiator that shifts the market share towards more diverse companies being more productive and more successful and more lucrative over time. And that's the backdrop and the foundation that I want to establish with us today in this first podcast we're going to be doing a series on why diversity matters but in this first podcast I want you to know and to become very sensitized to what you've probably heard in the workshops that Full Circle has been doing with you around diversity and inclusion that companies that have a diverse workforce perform better financially Now, let me be clear. While the correlation does not equal causation, meaning that if you have greater gender and ethnic diversity in a corporate leadership, it doesn't automatically translate into more profit, the correlation does indicate that when companies commit themselves to a diverse leadership and they make diversity and inclusion a part of the company's culture, they are, according to the research, more successful. Why? Because more diverse companies, we believe, are better able to win and and solicit top talent. They are more skilled and better able to improve their customer orientation. They have greater employee satisfaction. Across these companies the research shows better decision-making and all of this, this customer orientation focus, this improvement in satisfaction among the employees and greater and more focused decision-making tends to lead to increased returns. So what does this suggest? This suggests that perhaps other kinds of diversity age and diversity in age and sexual orientation, diversity in experience, such as maybe global mindset and cultural fluency, all of these diversities are likely on some level, according to current thinking and research, bring or bestow some level of competitive advantage for companies that that help companies attract and retain diverse talent. So that's the foundation, that's the framework that we need to understand to keep up with companies, the top companies, companies at the top. Remember, this is my point here, right? That companies in the top quartile for racial and ethnic diversity, according to the McKinsey Report, uh, are 35% more likely to have financial returns above their respective national industry medians. Let me repeat that, companies, in the top, the very top quartile for racial and ethnic diversity are 35% more likely to have financial returns above their respective national industry medians. That's a big deal. That's a big number. Interestingly enough, it's not just about racial and ethnic diversity that's showing this positive trend. Companies in the top quartile for gender diversity according to the McKinsey report are 15% more likely to have financial returns above their respective national industry medians as well. Wow. Taken together that's like a 50% financial return that's above the industry's competitors. Now contrast with this thought that companies at the bottom quartile for both gender and ethnicity, right? Um, companies at the bottom quartile where you have lower uh, percentages of gender and ethnic and racial uh, awareness and inclusivity, they are statistically less likely to achieve above average financial returns than than companies who include gender, ethnicity, and race. And that's huge, right? Because it's not that they're just not leading. They're actually in the bottom quartile. They're they're lagging. They're not leading. And that's a big deal. And this is true around the world. Um, here in the United States, it, there is a linear relationship, according to the research, between... Racial and ethnic diversity and better financial performance. And this linear relationship between racial and ethnic diversity and better financial performance is at every 10%. This is for every 10% increase in racial and ethnic diversity. For every 10% increase in racial and ethnic diversity, the earnings go up by 0.8% percent. That's the EBIT earnings, the earnings before interest and taxes, rise by 0.8% for every 10% increase in racial and ethnic diversity on a senior executive team. I'd like to breathe with that for a moment. I'd like us to take that in. In our workshops and our trainings on diversity, we emphasize the importance of the senior executive team reflecting a sense of diversity and having inclusion. I'll talk more about the difference between diversity and inclusion in a subsequent podcast because we do have to not see them as one thing. My point here is that you have to understand that there's a linear relationship. We all have to get this, that there's a linear relationship between racial and ethnic diversity and better financial performance. Wow. You know, racial and ethnic diversity don't just stop there, right? It has a stronger impact not only on financial performance but overall well-being and a sense of belonging and a sense of cultural synergy for an organization and if you think those things are soft they're not because research also shows that how an organization feels and is motivated is also tied in to the financial performance of this organization So. There you have it. I want to stop here because I want to set the foundation that you get that unequal performance of companies in the same industry, if you pick any industry, unequal performance in these industries often have something to do with diversity. And another way of putting that is that diversity is a competitive differentiator shifting the market towards more diverse companies. So I'm not saying that achieving greater diversity is at the, happens at the snap of a finger. This is Women's History Month. We're in March here. This is Women's History Month. And we know that women do account and for a, a, a sizable portion of the, of the workforce. But we know in the United States, right, that Women account for an average of just 16% of the members of executive teams, not just the workforce. When we talk about executive teams, women account for an average of just 16% of the members of an executive team here in the United States. I think it's 12% in the United Kingdom and in places like Brazil, it's 6%. So in some ways, Women remain underrepresented at the top of corporations, globally. So that's something to think about. There is a way, we do have a ways to go. And what we have to understand is that when we hear these numbers and we think about inclusion and we think about diversity, we realize that there's, there's work still to be done that even as the case for greater diversity is quite compelling as I laid out, we still must understand that there's there's a ladder that we have to climb. And we would probably do well to be more conscious about taking full advantage of the opportunity that diversity can bring to our team. So if you are a CEO or a manager, if you're a teammate, if you are leading your own company, I would suggest that you really spend time infusing diversity and inclusion and making it a part of your consciousness and an active part of your strategic planning because when you do employ and really activate diversity uh, what happens is that you you attract greater opportunities and if you want to take advantage of the opportunity that diverse leadership brings to you you will have to be active about this this doesn't happen in a passive vortex you must be active and uh, when you do that you will see that Uh, Your talent pipelines that uh, help you with attracting, developing, mentoring, sponsoring, and retaining your your global market and, and workforce will begin to grow. And as a result of that, there'll be higher returns. So the research is clear that there are higher returns for employing and using diversity. This is Dr. Sweet. We are at the very beginning of a podcast series that we'll be doing on the importance of diversity and inclusion and why DNI matters. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in to our next podcast.